iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Good evening. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Apple Store Soho. How is everybody feeling tonight? Really? One person? I said, how is everybody? There we go. Much better. Yeah, all right. That's what I'm looking for. Sweet. Look, uh, this is a very, very exciting time for us uh, here. Apple and IndieWire have partnered together to bring you guys some really, really cool events during Tribeca. So we're really super excited to get started. Uh, and like I said too earlier, very exciting. We're partnered with IndieWire. So to talk about IndieWire, we like to invite one of our guests up here. We have Eugene Hernandez from IndieWire. So a warm welcome for Eugene. He's going to tell you a little bit about IndieWire. Thank you, Matt. I'll be very brief. Um, Thanks for joining us. Uh, today's a big day for us. I know the weather's a bit uh, icky, but I want to thank you for joining us because we have three events back-to-back -back here at the Apple Store. I want to thank our friends from Apple. Um, so we have this event about to start, and then at 6.30, Ed Burns will be here to talk about his new movie. 8 o'clock, we have the director of a film called Babies, which if you haven't heard about it, you should come by at 8 o'clock, uh, following three, four kids from all around the world um, in their first year uh, from birth to one year old. Um, it's a really cool documentary. We're going to show a little bit a little bit of it tonight and has some behind-the-scenes footage as well, which you should check out. Um, IndieWire is a website that covers independent film. We're about 13 years old, almost 14 years old. Uh, reviews, interviews, festival dispatches, coverage of events. We invite you to check out IndieWire. Uh, again, thanks to our friends at Apple. Thanks to my, co my colleague Basil, who's been doing a lot of work here this week. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome director Nicole Holive Center, actors Rebecca Hall, Oliver Platt, and this evening's guest moderator, Donna Friedkin of USA Today. Hello, you guys. Thanks for coming out. And so, Nicole, let's start with you, since this is your baby. What, where did the story come from for you? Um, uh, my friend, who's actually standing over there, she, she, <laughs> she bought, bought an apartment uh, next door to hers to make her apartment bigger, and she had to wait for the tenant to die. And she actually was um, really good, became good friends with the, the old lady, um, and then she died, and then she knocked down the walls and got a really big apartment, you know, renovated it. And I thought that was such a interesting and incredibly weird way to have a neighbor um, and that it would be a great idea for a, a movie or the start or, or one of the themes in a movie and what about the other theme kind of the urban not the urban guilt but can, you know the 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 guilt that, and the, the sisters everything kind of evolved from that from that place from the uh, apartment situation I just kind of started writing about characters and um, that's what that's what came out and then you know later I look back at it and say oh these are all these things that are so important to me and um, that I struggle with, but I wasn't really planning on writing about them. And did you write uh, the roles with each of these actors in mind? Oh, no, actually none of them. They none were like them. my third or fourth choices. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't get anybody. I love your honesty. <laughs> I, um, not all of them. I, I didn't know about um, Thomas or Rebecca. And uh, I was introduced to them and their work and wanted them immediately. And Oliver, I did have in my mind when I wrote it. What does that say about Oliver, given how uh, sketchy Alex is? How sketchy what? His character is in the movie. Yeah. Well, I thought he'd be the kind of person who would do really bad things <laughs> and that he does them in real life and would be able to understand. Okay. Nice way to dig out of that one. <laughs> now, how did you guys all come to be in this? What, oh, you want me to go? 
Um, well, I, uh, I heard about the, the project and had seen Nicole's previous work and was really, I really, really wanted to work with her and it, I, I sort of uh, fought for the role. Um, the word on the street in Los Angeles was that it was the role that everybody wanted because they wanted to work on her film. So I, uh, I put myself on tape in the casting office in LA and um, came out and lived in New York, pretended that I was from here so that I could work as a local hire. So sorry, New Yorkers. Well, the role was written for me, don't you know? Uh, no, I, I uh, was sent the script and then I went and had a lovely uh, lunch with Nicole in my neighborhood, which was so fantastic. I said, walk, walk half a block. I had to fly from L.A., but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, she had to fly from L.A., that's all right. And, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about it and, you know, of course, I didn't know that she was, I didn't know that she had written it with me in mind and so, and I loved it. But I had to make up a couple of questions, like, like, what about this and that, just to make it seem like to play hard to get, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was all complete BS. I was, as soon as she asked me to do it, I was thrilled. Well, how did you actually, before we get to you, how did you make Alex so sympathetic? Because he does some nefarious things, but yet you, you really kind of like the guy from in the beginning and the end of the movie. Um, you know, we, Nicole and I talked a lot about, not about making him sympathetic, but, but making kind of tracking uh, tracking his behavior to to that little, a little detour that he takes in the in, in the movie and just making it understandable not like we were trying to apologize for it or make it seem like it was okay but make it understandable why he does this certain thing in the in the movie and um, and so that was that was fun that that Nicole let me into that part of the process and Rebecca I guess you couldn't say no to a character named Rebecca obviously well, yeah, that was obviously part of it. No, I, um, it was similar. I read the script and um, then met with you. I love the script. And I met with Nicole in, uh, in L.A. Uh, you told me that I looked too glamorous and that I had to cut all my hair off. I did? Yeah. Well, uh, can you blame me? She's, and then I, and I think then the, I did. it's written I in did the script. She's like, you did cut your hair off. It's written in the script. You know, she's, kind of, she's very plain. Fat and oh. spotty, actually. Really? You'd zi yeah. Spotty? It was really? written as fat and spotty. Fat and zitty, fat, yeah. as we say here. So it's kind of so. like how I was too tall and I had to do reverse Pilates. <laughs> yeah, reverse Pilates. Slump. Oh, a requirement was that Thomas, the person playing Thomas, had to be uh, a lot shorter than Rebecca because I like a good joke. Sorry. <laughs> it's cool. Considering I'm very tall. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, or that in an apple box. Really, seriously, she stood on an apple box. It wasn't just that she's that much taller. Really? No, yeah, he's really um, Someone defend 5'11". me here. <laughs> no, you're really 11. That's true, she didn't stand on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you base the lovely character of Andra on in her charming, warm, caring self? Um, I made her up. I mean, you know, a lot of her was based on my granny, but um, my, she was a lot nicer. But a lot of, I, you know, I, I took care of my grandma when she was older and cleaned out her apartment when she died. And a lot of that, I think, affected the writing of the script. And I wanted her just to be a bitchy character. I thought it would be more fun. And the hair color was lovely. Was, yeah, nice and touch. that's not her hair. She has, like, beautiful gray hair. She's like, what are you putting in here? What did we put? It was, like, red clay or something. What? Yeah, it was ugly. Did you guys improv a lot, or was, it every, was everything kind of... You, you, you said what was written. They pretty much did what I told them. 
they said what was written, and but there's always some improv. I'm not like a stickler about lines. And and before we started shooting, they would ask me, you know, can we add something here? Can I say something about this here? Make a joke there? And so we were generally prepared. But sometimes funny things would fly out, and I'd be grateful. Such as anything specific? You had a lot of funny things fly out. Flying out of where? Fly. <laughs> I Flying out of your Did I? I can't, I, can't, I can't remember that happening, or I can't remember specifically. At the dining table, yeah, I, I think, wasn't that whole thing about the boobs, and you say, I like boobs, what's wrong with boobs? Was that in the script? I can't remember what's in the script and what's not anymore. But I guess it had a good boob line. He said funny things, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, you and Catherine and the, the girl who played Abby made the relationship so real. How, how did you develop that on screen? It's on the page. I mean, really, yeah. it's, that's what makes this stuff so much fun mm -hmm. to work on, is that it's all on the page, and it's about just making something that's already really good, you know, better, taking it to the next, you know, bringing it mm -hmm. to life in three dimensions. And it's, that's what's, again, you know, when it's on the page, it's just a treat. And, you, and, it's, and it's fun, you know, and ironically, you know, it's always, there's an, there's a, an inverse proportion, inverse quality to the amount of money you have to make the film, and how good the writing is, which is a wonderful thing because it's when, you know, working fast is fantastic, but rushing is awful because rushing is when it's not on the page, you're sitting around, you're losing the light, you're trying to make a scene work. That's what you, the situation you don't want to be in, the situation we were never in, 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 in this situation, because it, it all worked, you know, and just about the luxury of coming up with options, you know, for, for Nicole. Also, you know, you don't have to, if it is on the page, which this script, you know, was in pretty good shape when we started shooting, and you get good actors, I don't believe they have to really love each other or know each other well. You know, they can fake it really well. They're good actors, and they, they also happen to be very warm people, so I think, you know, it, it helped everyone feel comfortable. So what you're saying is that they all hated each other? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Catherine isn't here, but can you talk about your relationship with her, because this is your fourth movie with her? Um, uh, we have a lot of fun together, and um, I really I think she's a great actor, and that's really why I keep using her. Um, I never planned to have her be the person who stars in all my movies, but with each one, it was for a different reason or a different character, and uh, I think she's so smart, and I never get tired of looking at her face, and I think we bring out uh, really good things in each other. And Rebecca, what appealed to you about playing Rebecca? Aside, since on, on the page she was written, it's what, spotty and fat? It's an, and you're neither? Spotty fatness. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it was, it, was, it was simply good writing. I think that Nicole... Um, I get really self-conscious talking about her when she's right next to me, but I'm going to... Don't, don't judge me. <laughs> Just don't but, um, look at us when we're talking about you. Don't look at us. Um, she has a tendency to write people who are... Um, quite flawed and um, complicated and she doesn't write heroics necessarily we're not talking about sort of black and white valiant people who save the world from destruction or or anything monumental happens to in a way it's very sort of real and it's very subtle and it's very precise and that's a really a really attractive thing to explore as an actor it gives you a lot of scope and it gives you a lot of challenge and it's 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 great 
And Nicole, you explored this a little bit also in Friends with Money, and obviously this is more of more of a topic here. But what what appeals to you about this issue of guilt of of the haves versus the have-nots? Uh, it you know it's just um, it's in your face. It's in my face every day. How can it not be? I guess some people can put blinders on, but I really uh, struggle with the best way to give. And is the giving useless? Often it is. Often it's a very narcissistic endeavor, and I'm kind of poking fun at myself, as well as, I guess, us liberal folks who um, think we're helping, and that that's not bad, though. I mean, I, I've, I'm learning to sort of forgive myself and the characters for um, not being perfect. And um, I don't know, it's still very alive. It's still a very um, ongoing issue. There's no answers to it. But I, I just wanted to heap all of those issues onto mm -hmm. these people and have them mess it out. And $200 jeans, who hasn't wanted a pair? You know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For all of you guys, what's the appeal of making small movies like this? It, it's almost always the writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, that you know, that's, you don't certainly don't do it for the money. It's the same, you know, with the, as I was saying before about the mm -hmm. inverse ratio between you know budget and mm -hmm. quality of writing. But, um, yeah, it's 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 the quality of the writing. A simple answer, really. Period. The it's end. It's fast. Yeah, it's fast. For me, I live in the West Village, so I literally I rode my bicycle to work every day. I've never that's done awesome. that before on a movie. It was utterly delightful. Um, definitely the same, you know. Yeah. It's it's in the the writing. It's in the the quality of everyone that you're working with, um, especially a cast like this. That's obviously uh, a well-known cast, and you know that everyone's coming on board mm -hmm. because of the work, and they're going to put their heart into it. And uh, and obviously, you know, working with Nicole um, was was fantastic as well. And I feel like it's one of my most honest performances that I've done in you know my career. So very very happy to have been a part of it. Yeah, I'd agree. I think there's a, there's, mm -hmm. it's mostly because of the, the passion that comes, because you know that the only reason everyone is doing it is because of the, is because of the material. And also there's, a, there's actually a quality and a talent that comes with that caveat, I suppose. And also, I don't, I don't know, small films. It's where the good roles are, <laughs> simply. <laughs> And I wanted to work in New York because I think New York is some is a place that's intrinsically filmic in a way. It's got so much iconography with film, and I think as an as a non New Yorker, watching movies, watching films set around brownstones and people walking around streets and doing all of that, it's a sort of it's a long held fantasy to be in one of those type of films. <laughs> well, for you, what was the biggest challenge in making this? I guess uh, the smallness. <laughs> you know, what, what's good about the smallness is that I, have, I had complete control over everything. You know, I didn't have anybody telling me what to do because they weren't afraid of losing their money. Um, it's, you know, it was really fast. And when you don't have a lot of money, I don't get first choice of, um, you know, we don't have access to all the art department or all the wardrobe or all the set design and locations and... Um, uh, even you know equipment. It's like I can I can have a dolly for four days, but not five days. So you know there's compromises all over the place. But for my kind of movies, it was it's okay because it's really about the people. And I, okay, if I can't have the dolly, I'll just they'll sit there. Mm -hmm. And somebody might say, oh, this is boring, you know, cinematically. But that's that's all I can do, and and that's okay. How exactly did you make Amanda Peet's marry so orange? Um, 
Was that how, how did we? Yeah. The makeup artist sprayed her. It's on Genius. purpose. <laughs> it's not that Amanda thinks she yeah. looks good that way. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> it's a plot point. <laughs> yeah, it's a character well, thing. Let's open it up to some questions from you guys. Hi. Um, your movies are really character driven, but I really like the structure of it too. Does that, do you have a structure when you start writing or is it just comes afterwards when you're building up the characters? Well, I'm glad you think there's a structure, um, which is my answer, I guess. I just start writing and uh, if it does seem to be going nowhere, I'll, I'll delete it. So I am aware that you know, there does need to be conflict, but I don't know, there's, a, there's something very intuitive when I'm writing and it's weird, like sometimes I just never go past 120 pages. Like at the end and I look and it's at 120 or 118 or 122, it's like always there. So there's this um, intuitive feeling of, uh, you know, that these characters are going through the, the right thing at the right time. So I, I don't structure it, I don't uh, plot it out. It's a big mess. Hi, how fast is fast? Oh, 23 days was wow. this movie, right? That's fast. Wow. I actually had a question for you real quick, too. Um, when you, how, how do you put a script together? I mean, do you, do, do you give, carve out writing time every single day, like from 9 to 5, or do you just write when, to, to not to sound cliche, it's the spirit moves you, exactly? Um, no, I try to write uh, every morning, and uh, just for a few hours, if I'm lucky. I can be very focused for two or three hours. I feel like I've done a good day's work. And it, generally, it's a lot of pages. Um, the next day, I'll throw out most of them. Like, I'll go back and reread. Um, when I'm rewriting something or I have a job and it's due, I actually am capable of working more hours. But otherwise, I like to do it when I'm inspired in the morning. Early morning for a couple of hours is good. We have another question all the way over here to your right. Hi, Nicole. You really do have a lovely way of fleshing out living and breathing characters with lots of dimension. And I'm curious, um, for the writers in the room at least, um, do you often have a story in mind that you then create the characters to um, live out the story? Or do the characters end up driving the story? And if you can just talk a little bit about the ways that um, you create such unique characters that don't seem quirky in that patented, trademarked new quirkyism. Thank you. Yeah, I hate quirky. And I hate kooky, too. Um, so I, I hate those things too, and if I ever feel like I'm going there, rah, I'll erase it. But um, uh, female, what was your question? I was caught on kooky, sorry. Well, I mean, do, you, do your characters drive your oh, yeah. plots, oh, yeah, or, or do you sort of create the characters to fit out a story idea that you might come up the with The only first? story idea was the apartment situation, and I didn't know who would be in it, and the characters definitely drive what's going on, they sort of write themselves in a way. I just start typing and picture maybe a friend in my head or an actor in my head. And um, sometimes it's bad doing it that way, but sometimes it's good. And, um, but I, you know, I do drum up like conflict, you know, like I know not, some stuff has to happen. So I have to sometimes think, oh, something's gotta happen here. This is getting dull. And I'll have somebody cheat on someone else or, and if it works, <laughs> I keep it. You know, if I, if I feel like that character would do that thing. Not rob a bank, necessarily. What? I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm enjoying <laughs> this. Because we've never really spoken. 
Um, <laughs> but kind of like that. Hi. I, I love that your films are female character driven. Has it been extra difficult to get financial support with female films? Um, I'm not sure, because I don't know the other side, but I do know, I think, I mean, if I was writing movies that were uh, less episodic, more plot driven, uh, maybe had one female star, I think the ensemble thing kind of hurts me too. So I don't have money thrown at me. It's not like I have a lot of choices of where to go when I, when I write a script. I hear a lot, uh, great script, we wouldn't know how to market this. And um, you know, Sony Classics has come in twice for me and I'm really grateful. They can sort of see the end product where I think other people can't see that. You're doing every secret thing next, right? Um, I don't have any money for it Oh, yet. I love that book, you have to make oh, it. That yes, book? I love Laura Lippman. Oh, good. Um, I, I don't, it, I'm rewriting it, and I don't have financing. That sucks. So I'm probably not making it, but maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's very um, dark and sad and creepy mm -hmm. and very different from it's anything I've done. a huge I've box done. office, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Hi. Is that you, Nancy? Hi, Nancy. Hi. Well, so on that note, <laughs> what, how are you feeling about writing something from a book that you, because you, you're a your scripts are always so original. I'm wondering how the adaptation process Yeah, I never going. did an adaptation, and it was fun. I was a little scared. I didn't know if I could do it. But um, I, it was really easy, because the book is really well plotted out, and I didn't have to deal with that. I added a lot of original things, but I didn't have to think of that much. I just had to copy it, and there it was. Now I get credit for doing a good adaptation. We have a question all the way in the back row. <laughs> Right over here. My question's for Rebecca Hall. Um, you've worked with Ron Howard and Woody Allen and now Nicole. I mean, that's pretty intense. And I'm just wondering, as an actor, what do you, how do you like being directed and what advice would you give actors, I mean directors, on how to direct actors? Um, there's not... Uh, it's difficult to compare the the names that you just said, it's not like there's a common thread as such that runs between all good directors, but I would say that there's one thing is that in my experience, the good ones tend to uh, create an environment that enables an actor to be the most creative, and whether that's being quite prescriptive about what to do or not at all. I mean, gen generally, I've found that the good ones tend to allow at least one or two takes without saying anything and just to see what the actor brings to the table and then tweak you in a way that makes you feel like you've come up with the goods when you probably haven't. <laughs> we have a, another question for you right in the center of the theater. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to like starting screenwriters, uh, filmmakers, like practical advice, not like, you know, you just gotta keep plugging, things like that. Like, like practical advice, like sending out query letters, things like that. Does that actually work? Does that, you know, like. Practical know. advice, like, yeah. like what kind of computer to use? <laughs> Maybe? No, A mean, Mac, obviously. <laughs> I mean, everybody asks this question, it's just like, you just gotta do it. You just gotta keep, well, like, 
like I how mean, did you start in I, I saw that you did a short I mean did that lead to short other the, things uh, practically though my shorts were very similar to the scripts that I was trying to get made as features so they could see that they were similar I think it, that's a good idea to you know stick to the same genre and make more than one short and um, you know for me obviously writing really personal stories has worked. I don't know. I read a lot of scripts about things. I don't know why people care about these things. And sometimes those are not such good scripts. Sometimes they are. But things that really are important to you, I would write about. It doesn't have to be about you, but if something's really important to you. And to, and to make sure, remember that the characters are the, are the most important things. Nobody walks away from a movie going, God, that was such a great plot. I mean, unless it's really about the plot, you know, like a thriller with a lot of twists and surprises, then it has to be. But otherwise, it's about the people. That's what I remember. That's what part, what a movie gets inside of me. You know, it's because of the characters and what they go through. Is that helpful? No. Hmm. <laughs> Don't give up. Keep plugging. <laughs> Keep plugging, man. You know, Jim Jarmusch said that to me once. I was like, "Can I? do you have any advice? He was like, don't give up. And I was so thrilled he said that to me. I thought it was like the best piece of advice. I went home and I wrote it down in my diary. So you don't knock it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, you guys. Much. Thanks for coming, everybody. Keep it going for Nicole Hall of Center, Rebecca Hall, Oliver Platt, and Thomas Ian Nicholas. Don't forget, it is Tribeca time, so we have events all the time. In fact, we have events coming up right now. Don't move. But for more information about all our events, you can find them on apple.com forward slash retail forward slash Tribeca. And now the really fun part on your mobile device as well. So if you guys have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, you can download the free Tribeca Film Festival app, which is actually really, really cool. This is what it looks like here. It has a listing of all events and workshops, and not just the stuff here at Apple, but for the entire event. And you can see all the different schedules that are planned out and out there and the really neat part is you can pick the stuff you're most interested in and the app will build a custom itinerary just for you for all the events you're interested in going to with directions to the places and how to get there all that fun stuff really really neat again free so if you guys are really into the festival and it's why you're here definitely check that out uh, again don't move we have two more events uh, coming up next we have Ed Burns for Nice Guy Johnny and then later this evening we have the film Babies as well so stay seated for some good times. Thank you very much and have a good night.